people who do what we do, you know there are going to be deaths, but this... I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast. And when I say creepy, just wait till the outtakes. Just <laughs> wait. We have been talking about some stuff. Uh, we're back. Season 12, episode 21. We're getting close to the end. Uh, mm-hmm. Listeners should direct all of their feedback at monsteroftheweek.cool slash contact. People have been doing that already. I really appreciate it. Let us know what you think about season 12. I have to imagine that a lot of you are disappointed with this season because frankly, Chris, I am mm. getting a little disappointed in this season. Some of these decisions I do not like. Some of these decisions are not up to up to par, if you ask me. Absolutely not. Um, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash monster of the week is, is the place to do it. Uh, we haven't this month, but uh, only because of weird life stuff and hurricanes, but we will probably get back into the swing of making more, um, what do we call them? Um, Commentary, commentary episodes. episodes. I think uh, we did one earlier this month. It's you know, impossible. We're, we're, half, we're halfway through October. I don't know what planet I live on. I don't know. I have no clue is what's happening at all. Um. So yeah, go go check all of that out, Chris. What's up? What's been going on in season twelve, buddy? Um. Okay. Last time. Are you gonna be able to top last time? Like we got people in the Discord. Like, oh my god, that was so good. Like, no pressure, but can you top it? Sam unfastened the gleaming silver oh, no. buckle on his belt. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't. Ha- I didn't write one of those this time. <laughs> I just did a normal one. <laughs> I thought you would just log uh, into the Monster of the Week account on um, uh, AO3. <laughs> no, I was just thinking about Sam unfastening that gleaming silver buckle. Gleaming silver buckle. Ab- above the denim bulge. <laughs> um, all right. Stop it. Last time with Supernatural, after doing some long overdue snooping, Mary discovers that the British men of letters are just as bad as the audience always knew they were. So, while the boys still try to track down Supercast and Kelly Klein, Mary is being tortured by Ketch. Meanwhile, Lucifer is still up to no good in hell, and shit is about to hit the fan. Um, as you could probably tell by our um, conversations about it, this episode, I think, is... It's you know it's hard to say that an episode is is bad. I called it a trash fire in the Discord after I finished watching it, um, which is my like first opinion about it. It, but like, like a bad episode of Supernatural is, 
you know the boys aren't in it much um there's there's not much for them to do or maybe the 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 villain the monster of the week is is so bad that we just i didn't care about it i was super bored by it i wasn't super bored by this uh but it really felt like a majority of this episode was structured to pull the rug out from underneath supernatural fans um and they do that in classic buck lemming fashion by just making some terrible fucking decisions that i i, I think are just for shock value and it's yeah bullshit like it's absolute it bullshit some of it's mean-spirited and and i say that as somebody who 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 feels like maybe at times i've been mean-spirited about the way that i've talked about the show um and and you know i kind of I, I regret doing that i don't really know if there's any specific examples but it's something i worry about sometimes but like the way that that this episode unfolds and the way like you said the way that the the rug is pulled out from underneath uh, the fans it's just like we're on season 12 this show is alive because of the fans. You can't be doing like twists and turns to give them the middle finger. And be like, you didn't see that one coming. You don't like that, do you? What are you going to do now? Dude, y- y- y'all are on TV because of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's, you, you don't just cater to what the fans want. You're not going to get a competent TV show if you do that. Sure. But at the same time, you know, show them a little bit of respect. Don't try to just say like, you guys hate this. We're just going gonna to do it. What are you going to do about it? we could just stop watching it turns out we didn't but um yeah there's just some of the shit that just kind of feels mean-spirited and i don't like it well let's get into it season 12 episode 21 to episode 200 of monster of the week which we talked about extensively in the outtakes and did not mention right now so So, as promised this will be a fully musical episode starting now now Right, I was ready for you to beatbox. <laughs> I was thought it was going to happen. I didn't know. I thought we were going to sing. Um, yeah, I'll I'll drop something in there to make that shocking for everybody. Perfect. perfect. Um, like a like an orchestra swell. Like we're about to do something, and I'll just yeah. like go back to silence for twenty seconds. <laughs> Season twelve, episode twenty one. There's something about Mary, written by Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross Lemming, directed by PJ Pesci. Aired on May 11th, 2017, Mary versus Tony Bevel. Sam and Dean are alarmed when they learn hunters are being killed by suspicious accidents all over the country. They decided it's best to find Mary and make sure she's safe. Meanwhile, Tony, excuse me, meanwhile, Tooney is back in the States and she and Mary face off. Let's, let's get it out of the way, Chris. They mm. fucking kill Eileen in the cold open mm. in this episode. They graphically murder Eileen in 
the opening of this episode before I could even get my Google Doc up. She was dead. <laughs> like it's, it, it happens. Like it's a ten second. It feels like it's a ten second opening. I don't know if it's true. It could be a minute long, but it's just so fast. We see Eileen running in the woods, and before we know it, she has been killed by a hellhound. Um, graphically, she would like graphically, and it's like the the CGI or whatever the hell they did the stunt work. I don't know what it was of her being thrashed up and down, stuff. super violent, super graphic in a way that. It's just kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> like, and, you know, it's not we're, not, we're not seeing like a bad guy get torn to shreds by Castiel's power or something like that. We're seeing uh, a character who we are starting to get to know and, and love just be like ripped apart in a super graphic way. It's kind of, it sucks. It's it, insulting. It's not it, insulting, but it's mean. It's, it's mean spirited. It feels mean to the character in a way that like we don't normally get, but obviously it's a buckling episode, so they don't give a shit. <laughs> and, and on top of all of that, like the insult to injury to kill a, a character oh, that to has, kill a person with a hearing impairment by with, a monster that yeah, they uh, can't hear. Uh, like, mm, mm. I, I'm, the, mm. Chris, it makes me so like, angry. Catch could have just fucking shot her. Yeah. She's not. Why didn't they do that? Yeah. Like she's maybe she's in a battle with with catch. She's in the woods and that, they're, that's they're the other facing thing. off. And that's and this is this is fucking like it's going to happen over and it keeps happening with Buck Lemming is that it, they it seems like they just took away any kind of badassery to these to these women like with like Eileen was very fucking competent. She would have no question been, in my mind. She's she been would have tracking a banshee for like she, 20 years. She would have fucking nailed that banshee. If Sam and Dean had locked and loaded, she had that shit under lock when Sam and Dean showed up and Sam was like, so we're uh, dating now. And she's like, Mm-mm, not at all. She's like, I'm sorry. Where, where, what gave you that idea? Yeah. I don't, yeah, you need to relearn. I, said, I killed a monster and you were, you were there during it. What I said, talk to the hand because I'm using ASL <laughs> and because yeah. I want you to talk to my hand and not me. Um, that's a really bad joke. I'm so sorry. Anyway, I this okay. this whole thing is is so annoying and aggravating. I hate that they they brought her back and didn't give her a single speaking line. We didn't get a send off. We didn't get because like her and Sam have kind of had some. Yeah, you know, they hugged, bro. They they hugged and they were kind of like kind of sweet with each other on FaceTime in that one way. Like and like there were some vibes there. And I keep mm-hmm. I, I mentioned the last episode that they seemed to like be auditioning Sam for an, or the role of Sam's new GF and then t- immediately murdering the person behind right afterwards. Which like at least they used to let him have sex with them bef- with the women before they killed mm-hmm. them off. They're not even letting like Sam just thinks about it and they're like boop dead. Yeah, I, sorry, buddy. It, it's so annoying. It's so over the top and graphic. It's so unnecessary. It's insulting and like like you keep you, you've said several times. It's just mean. Um, mm-hmm. And you know why does Catch have a hellhound? Like we're gonna find that out. Whatever. But I, I it just also it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like Catch is the type of dude that would use a that would need a hellhound no. that would need no. to use that would have it that even would if even he was literally trying to take advantage of her hearing impairment. Right? Like, even if he was actively, he's a bad guy, so he's going to take advantage of something like that. It, like, that, they would need to show us that in any way, shape, or form. That, like, this fucking, this sick, cruel bastard did this. At least there is, like, then a reason, right? Even if it's still shitty that they wrote it, it's like, okay, well, it makes sense. Because he's a shitty dude, that he would do something shitty, and he would use any advantage he possibly could, because he fucking sucks. Um... But they don't do that. They they 
basically just use it to set up that maybe there was some relationship with Crowley going on here. Um, again, does not seem like Catch would be the type to use a hellhound. Seems like he would probably enjoy chasing her through the woods and shooting her himself. Um, granted, I know they're trying to make it seem like they're, these are all monster deaths, but goddamn. And they didn't need to show us the things that they showed us. I, I mentioned this, I think, in another episode as well. Like, what a way to undercut this crazy, cool organization that you set up with this men of letters or, or like weird, you know, hidden club cult mm-hmm. thing. Weird. We know all of the secrets and like very specifically was set up to be, you know, weird. We're academia and you guys are, mm-hmm. are, are, you know, maintenance guys, your workers like to the for the hunters. And for them to have morphed into this, we kill children, we were murdering a bunch of, we're, we're brainwashing people to allow them to murder for, like, it's aggravating in, in, a, in a way that just is, just, just bad. I don't like it. It's bad. It's um, bad. If they were really so, like, pissed off about America, then they just go, okay, you know what, we're just going to set up shop here, we're going to fucking clean up and then we're leaving because it seems to be if that actually is their goal is to eliminate all monsters they should just fucking do it themselves instead of trying to coerce why do they need all hunters? the american hunters to, why they don't they clearly don't they clearly don't need the hunters and like it's not like you know how you get rid of hunters you get rid of monsters and then the hunter's gonna be like well a wendigo ate my fiance but i've been on the hunt for it and i can't find any wendigo anymore (laughs) now i gotta get now i gotta get a job now i work now i work at at, at, you know i got a job at macy's for the holiday season got some temp seasonal work you know wrapping gifts something out for the spring though so i'm good at the triple bow if you need some if you need some anything wrapped man i am a fucking great trip i can kill wendigos and i can do the triple bow i'll I'll wrap a present like you've never seen before well if you got a wendigo call me too though i'll take that off the table yeah yeah. i'm Um, not gonna help you move but i will kill the wendigo that's haunting your woods like (laughs) this is this is their linkedin profile (laughs) (laughs) but that's how you do this you don't murder a bunch of hunters you don't like partner up with them like you just go Mm -hmm. take care of the monsters yourselves because you're obviously so much better at it and you know maybe they fail at that like i would almost like to see that like i would like to see them go Mm -hmm. after some weird thing that only like like a wendigo is classic like north american yeah. You know, so they don't know how to do deal with the Wendigo, so they have to get the local Wendigo guy in or whatever. Like, I love it. I, I just you should write for Supernatural. I should, I should, and it's and look, I know like armchair quarterback in this shit is so easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so easy. Like, but I am to go back to Eileen's thing. You develop this wonderful, cute, cheery ca- character that is you know flirting with Sam. Um, she, she represents an audience that you barely have ever talked about or dealt with on TV. Like, I, and then you just graphically and brutally murder her. And then you do it again with Eileen. <laughs> like you've already done this with Charlie. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> like it's fucking ridiculous that this keeps happening. Yeah. Not to mention like, you know, at least Joe and uh, Ellen like w- went out in a war, right? Like you could mm-hmm. say that they had a warrior blah 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 blah, but like Well, and that was at the end of the story. Like I know that they, that's kind of a, a, a misconception that season five was going to be the end, but that was like they are they are they have made it to the end of this book and everybody's dying left and right. We don't know who's going to make it out at the end, and so it, it feels a little bit more earned. Um, back then, we didn't know that every woman on the show was going to die at some point, yeah. so you know it was a little different. Let's uh, we're just in the cold open and we've been recording All right, let's keep for an it hour. moving. So that sucks. We see him. We see catch come out with his little whistle mm-hmm. that controls the hellhounds. Fucking dork. Uh, control it with your muscles. All right. If you're so tough, dork. you fucking dork. 
Fucking dork, dude. Um, all right. So, Sam and Dean um, show up at the hotel room that Mary crashes at when she's out working for the British Man of Letters. Um, they kind of go back and forth on where's Mary and that they can't get in touch with Mick when Jody calls. And this is when Sam and Dean find out about Eileen. Um, Dean asks Sam what happened, and she's and he says she was mauled by a wild animal in an area of South Carolina that doesn't have animals that do that. Um, yeah. So Sam starts seeing this as a pattern of like, hey she's the second hunter we've heard that had that died in mysterious circumstances and that's not unusual but now we have mom missing that's the third um, yeah he thinks that he thinks that mary is the third because dean calls catch who's like oh no i haven't seen her in a in a week um and they aren't necessarily sus- oh I, yeah, yeah i guess no, they are 100 suspicious, suspicious. yes because because sam is like didn't mom just say like two days ago that she was working with him like clearly yeah. he's lying get your facts straight catch and catch throughout the this dork. other ep- throughout this entire episode has his asshole like all the way up to 11 like his asshole is like priggish nature or whatever like he's when dean calls he's like you know who is this it's, like, oh, it's dean dean who dean winchester and like said well the, are, you're being very curt with me and like all of this is happening over the phone and i i don't i would i would die to know if like jensen was actually talking to anybody with that or if that's just mm-hmm. jensen acting because that's very <laughs> hilarious if it is but yeah, yeah um so they go to you know to the morgue and we have this scene where sam is like almost in tears looking at the body mm-hmm. of eileen um, and basically saying like, you know, we, the people that do what we do, you know, they always, you just don't expect it to, you just don't expect to see it. Like you don't expect to see this. Yeah. Um, Dean immediately picks up that it was a hellhound. And by this point, like between these scenes, they have come up with some other hunters that have also died. So we're up to seven, including Eileen that have yeah. dead. And this Sam- is at least like this could, that could have been an interesting episode of them trying to hunt down the story. Who hunts the and hunters? Maybe, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, and then maybe, yeah, sure, you can just reveal at the end of the episode it was the British Men of Letters and we probably would have figured it out. But, I mean, we're Clue Masters. Of course we're going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But it would have been fun to go along for the mystery anyway, but instead it's just like, oh, you know who it was. And I get they're just really trying to pump up that hate um, for for Catch. But, like, dude, we already hate him. Like, we hated him for, like, minute one. (laughs) Like, nobody didn't have to do anything. Nobody liked this dude, and now you're just, like, ratcheting up us making... it's to the point like he's barely a character anymore like you know yeah. by, the, by the end of this he's not even a char- he's just a fucking caricature more than anything um, is that like again going with that um you know the game of thrones thing where oh we all hate joffrey so much that we're so invested in this show and then we move on to a new villain who isn't that awful i mean he's awful but we didn't really see him a lot in the book so let's we need our new joffrey we need we need the guy for us to hate just as much because that keeps people invested i compare supernatural to game of thrones all the time just because they were airing at the same time and i feel like supernatural sometimes was trying to ape what was popular about game of thrones i bet a lot of shows were because it you take this show that came out of nowhere and now it's mega popular and making lots of money for a network you know everybody's gonna want that kind of thing so i i mean and maybe that's completely unrelated has nothing to do with anything but just like let's put a really hateable want to punch him in the face kind of villain into our season and see if that drives up some interest but it really just fucking sucks it really just fucking sucks 100 agree supernatural is better when it has interesting villains that you're kind of like oh man i kind of want to see more of this person speaking of interesting villains uh we, oh. go, to, we go to a place <laughs> that doesn't have any of those uh with crowley yelling at a random demon about not finding kelly klein Yep. Um, this is always very amusing to me when we get these scenes of crowley like yelling at underlings for not doing the thing that he told them to do um because it just makes me think like 
just go do it yourself dog <laughs> like yeah. get out there like what are you doing like you oh, can teleport yeah. like i doubt that demon can, can teleport. teleport like like anywhere anywhere <laughs> like you, that guy's gonna get in the car <laughs> yeah, this guy has a moped like yeah. he can he can afford gas for a moped and that is it. that guy had to learn how to drive <laughs> that, guy, that guy possessed somebody that walked to work every day of his life and was really disappointed when you expected him to know how to drive a moped he had to practice uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying it's not the fastest way to do this crowley um, the demon basically just repeats all of the stuff that we knew that, you know, Cass has, has Kelly Klein, Dagon's dead, all that stuff. It's basically just a information dump. Um, mm-hmm. then we meet Rick, the hunter, um, who comes into what looks like an apartment, just carrying a bloody machete that he slams yeah. into the umbrella, like vase at, beside the door, which I like, number one, if you're going to like kill some stuff with machetes like you want to keep those things rust free you got to clean that blood off in. Yeah. like well that's yeah. amateur hour at best amateur like, hour right there, i dude. mean what are you doing got to clean Come the blood and you just walked into your apartment building with that that's mm-hmm. suspicious i mean severe like you already look sus mr mustache yeah. and flannel yeah. right like yeah Come you on. don't look like you can afford this apartment building and you no. just walked into no it with offense, a machete yeah yeah <laughs> just saying dude. um yeah but oh whoa who, who what do you know mary is there hmm and she's um, she's small talking him. He he recognizes her. He's like, "Hey, you could have called me," but he's like, "Oh, I was just in the neighborhood. I figured it's you know stop by and break into your apartment. No no big deal." Um, they're chatting it up. She's playing nice, and then he reaches into the fridge and he sees her reflection behind him, and she has raised up a knife. They have a little fight. He cuts her hand open, and then she cuts his throat, and we have no idea what's going on. I, Chris, this happens so fast. He is in the refrigerator, sees her coming, and he's like grabbing them a beer. So he breaks the beer bottle real quick. And then like as he's turned around, he knocks some stuff over. So as he's like trying to stand up, did you notice like he slips on a can of beer by what it looks like? Oh. And what? then he just like falls backwards into the refrigerator. And I'm like, Rick, man, like you went out like Rick. a punk. <laughs> you went out slipping on beer, Rick. Like granted, Mary is a good hunter, but you slipped on a Budweiser and got your throat mm-hmm. cut. That's that's just that's fucking again, <laughs> amateur hour, man. Like, amateur what are you hour. doing? Amateur hour. Um and then it kind of like cuts out and shows Mary waking up. And we don't know if that was a dream. Was that a memory? And she's in some sort of weird sci-fi prison room, which is clearly in like the you know British Men of Letters bunker area thing. Uh, Toonies here. She's back. I started calling her Tunes throughout this. Tunes. Um, I love it. And they're they're doing the um, manipulation, torture, <sighs> brainwashing shit that they tried on Sam before. Um, and it's now that Mary realizes what's happening to her. She realizes that they're trying to brainwash her. Um, and this was probably the only positive thing that i said about the episode and then i took it back later in my notes so i'll just talk about it now um i was almost ready to appreciate mary ending up in this situation because of the symmetry with sam at the beginning of this uh season Mm -hmm. where sam held against his will they're trying to brainwash him they're putting him through all this torture they get away from all that. They're able to break out. And then Mary kind of willingly walking back into that to then find herself in the same situation that she saved her son from earlier. It, narratively, I was like, this makes sense that, that she would land back in here because she didn't listen to them. Uh, and I thought it lined up well with her, you know, making the decision to save her husband, but sacrifice 
uh, her her son in a way. You know, she didn't really know what she was doing, but when she made that deal with Azazel, she cursed Sam, and uh, in effect, the whole family was cursed. This is not a Mary trait. This is something that runs in the family. They all do it, so I'm not blaming her. But I thought it kind of mirrored that a little bit. You know, something Sam was kind of just like tossed to the to the wind here because of a decision she was making. But then I remembered hmm. that. Sam also agreed to work with the British men of letters. Mm-hmm. So, and, and Dean was dragged along with it too. So it's like, okay, yeah, sure. Mary made a decision that maybe the boys didn't agree with, but eventually they agreed with it. So like that narrative symmetry that I was looking for to, for her to be, and in some way mirroring what happened to Sam at the beginning, it kind of just fell apart <laughs> because it's not really the same. And it's not, it's not that she is getting her comeuppance necessarily. It's just that, she, I don't know, are they saying that she she was so blind to all of this that now she's stuck in this situation? But she tried to do the right thing. She tried to find her way out. She was trying to do this for the right reasons. And this is her, her punishment for it. So there's a lot happening in this scene. Um, I, and again, this is Jeremy Armstrong quarterbacking. Uh, mm-hmm. I would have much preferred it if they played it a little bit more coy about whether or not she had actually killed Rick. Yeah. Um, because I feel like they, they were on the edge of something interesting with the, you know, when Tunic comes in, or excuse me, Tunes comes in, and Tunes, Mary says, uh, you know, did I leave this building last night? And she says, well, I don't know, did you? And she's playing it very coy, and it's very spooky, and because she has a British accent. Um, and then, you know, but then then Tunes just lays out the whole plot and is like, yeah, you're being realigned. Like, we're going to we're going to remove from you the ability to make a choice because the person that you pretend that you are like this family person doesn't actually exist. We don't want that. You know, we want the 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 hardcore killer, Mary, and we know she's there. We, we can use these weird drugs to bring her out. Um, I, number one, brainwashing. Really? Yeah, what are we doing? Like, I know, I know Supernatural is basically a soap opera at this point, but like, really? <laughs> like, does season like, 15 have yeah. evil Dean Twin? You know what I'm saying? Like, we, yeah, like, yeah. like, the secret Dean come, Twin? He's, yeah, he's come back for his inheritance. <laughs> Sammy, there's something I never told you. And Sammy looks I at had a twin. Sam just looks at him and is like, who are you? I, I, I've just forgotten everything that I've ever known. Um, I, you know, Sam has amnesia. Dean has an evil twin. They're yeah. both after the inheritance. Mari mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mar. Uh, yeah. Ow. Yeah, this feels like an episode of Mari Mar. Um, I think there's without Mari Mar. Like Tunes gets into some details about uh, you know Mary not telling John about the hunting life and not telling mm-hmm. her not telling him about Azazel. And of course, Mary's surprised that she knows that. Um, but I'm like, I'm not like they put it in some books. Like it's out yeah. there, man. <laughs> we I read it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like there's almost something interesting here and then it, it's it's just like a brainwashing story like mm-hmm. i kind of mm-hmm. wish that they would have fucked with her a little bit but also it, it, like if you even just take another step back it makes no sense that they're keeping her alive to begin with their whole thing no. is that they like want to kill american hunters why do they need mary like they have no like like what purpose again, like, like just bring more british people over yeah, <laughs> like why just, we don't need her again bring more british people over kill all the monsters who gives a shit about these truckers like leave them be like no it doesn't matter if you want to make blade ineffective in the marketplace you kill all the vampires then that dude doesn't know how to do anything else it's just wesley snipes and he doesn't pay taxes on a regular basis like that's that's what you do that's how you kill blade you do bro if you want to break the daywalker you kill all the nightwalkers i'm just saying that's it what's he gonna do now get a job at starbucks at night at night what are you gonna do he's a daywalker he's all right (laughs) 
uh, Mary responds to this by trying to punch Toons uh, and try to rush her and Toons just turns around and I don't know what it is about the choreography on this but uh, maybe this actress just can't throw a punch or has never done it before but this is some of like the worst blocking I've ever seen in my life like just the weakest looking punch since Mary flying um, and then as she's down Mary sees that she has stitches on her hand and uh, well maybe it was real after all so oh no um, C- Crowley shows up ooh. in Dr. Hess's office Dr. Hess is the uh, matron of British Men of Letters I guess um, um, mm-hmm. She's the person that head, head honcho lady, head honcho. as I referred to her. Absolutely, <laughs> um, Crowley. I like this a little bit in this scene. Oh, real quick before we leave that Mary scene, I think the stuff with Mary and Tooney talking back and forth when it gets a little psychedelic, like they're real zoomed in, close up, kind of off center stuff, looked really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Like good, good directing on that. Um, they got one. They got one point. Crowley spends a lot of time when he teleports in this room, looking at Mary Winchester, which I find very funny. So. Yeah, he's just like so. That's where my boyfriend came from. That's that's the place. Um, yes. Crowley and uh, Doctor Hess have an, a pre-existing arrangement in the UK. She lets them. She lets the demons get as many souls as they want to, as long as they don't. Um, as long as they share information back and forth. Which how is this organization so inept? Okay. So they, I guess they they consider monsters to be different than demons. Oh yeah, um, okay. Split or the- Sam says something about that later. I think, or Dean does. One of them, like, why would demons be helping out with mo-? like? Whoa, that doesn't make sense. And you know what? It doesn't. <laughs> what is Crowley doing? <laughs> like, Crowley doesn't give a shit. Like, why is he? They can't fucking kill Crowley. He lives in America. <laughs> what doesn't, is he doing helping them out? <laughs> does not make any fucking sense whatsoever. I. Anyway, they, um, I mean, I know hell is for more than just America, but, but Chris, still. I'm so tired. Chris, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. What is going on? I'm so tired of this episode already. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Uh, they, they go back and forth a little bit. Uh, they have this pre-existing agreement. They're going to extend it in the U S. Um, they talk about the Nephilim to remind us that that exists. And then she says like, Hey, don't think that just because uh, you're cozy with Winchesters that I won't spare them. Um, then we go to check in on Lucifer because Lucifer is still a character in the show for some reason. Uh, Great. Happy to hear it. They've had this same demon Drexel. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, trying to, <laughs> hack the security system we're going to get into the fucking weeds mm-hmm. with the security system the, and the I dna hate it. security system i hate it gear? so much uh they do they he says like hey like i'm you know it's not there yet we need to wait and lucifer's like i'm getting impatient we got to do this um they both hear crowley coming in and crowley's on the phone with sam who is demanding to know like where your hellhounds at dog and crowley says it wasn't me and hangs up um and then we have this scene between crowley and lucifer where he like Crowley kind of postures does the posturing thing a little bit more. And I'm just so like, I feel like we've seen this a million times in this season. Uh, and he wants to know information on the Nephilim so that he can get the Nephilim as a weapon and keep it alive or something, I guess. I don't know. He tried this with the Mara and it didn't work. Did not work. Like, (laughs) I just don't like if I was Mark Shepard, I'd be angry that they made my character suck so much. You know, Crowley is such an interesting dude. Like mm-hmm. he he can be super evil. He's got like that that like pragmatic salesman thing happening where he's mm-hmm. he's always going to look out for number 1. Like the only reason he's the king of hell is because, you know, he didn't want anybody else to have it basically. Like he's he's yeah. that dude and it's super interesting except when he goes on these like extended vengeance quest against uh Lucifer and I'm just 
so incredibly bored by it. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's in his best interest to do this. Yes. Um, there's just a lot of other things that I could imagine for Crowley. And, you know, he's still great. You still see Mark Shepard on screen. You go, I like this guy. At least that's how I feel. I like this guy. But I don't like any of the writing for Crowley. And he's doing his best with it. But And he's bouncing off of the other Mark here. Um, so, you know, chips are, uh, are, are are against him. That's not an expression. Yeah, anyway, no, he goes totally to talk to Lucifer. Yeah, all the chips um, are against him. They're aligned against him. Yes, he sees that... <laughs> it's the um, game of table. <laughs> the game of table. In the game of table, you, you chip or you, you sit. You know? Yeah, you chip or That's sit. That's what I always That's say. A, yep. You mm-hmm. chip or you sit. Um, so, yeah, he they talk about how Castiel has the Nephilim right now. Um, he also calls Luc- Castiel his uh, the Winchester's love slave. Yeah, very funny to me. <laughs> Sam is not involved in that relationship, so you know, let's let's not use the plural Winchester. Um, anyway, Mary is brought back to her little room. Right? Are we over here now? Yeah, yeah. Some some white coats bring her back. Uh, mm. Tooney, excuse me, Tunes walks Tunes, into a, a room with Doctor Hess and Ketch, and it's like, "Hey, I'm doing a good job." And Ketch is just like super shitty to her, mm-hmm. and she leaves, calls him a psychopath, and then Hess is like, "Hey." We're gonna need to 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 run, you know, this organization. We're gonna need someone to run this organization. I think it might be you. And he's like, I'm, you know, not really an administrator. And she says, Oh no, look at you. You're a cold blooded killer. You'll be fine. <laughs> Corporate culture, am I right? <laughs> Dilbert knew what was up, everybody. That's what this Ooh. joke is. Is is a Scott Adams fucking special right there. Ooh. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Um, they talk about how Catch is sleeping with Mary. They mm-hmm. love to talk about Catch's sex life. Because they know it bothers us. We don't want to hear about it. Um, she talks about how we slept with Mary, about how we slept with Tunes, and yep. that's the end of the scene. That's it. Uh, um, back being... to Sam. He's been calling around about all the hunters who died, and then Dean so comes angry. out of the post so office angry at this. with this letter from Eileen. Um, she used snail mail because she thought she was being hacked, tracked, listened to. Um, she was right. She fled Ireland because she thought that the British men of letters were after her. She was right. Um, they were bugging her, and she wanted to bunk with the boys. Again, there's that line about, oh, sorry to be girly or whatever, but like, oh, sorry. I didn't realize that fearing for your life from a psychopathic organization was considered girly. Um, but let's just strip any last ounce of power you had after your death. So angry about this, Chris. Like, I... It's an emotional thing, right? Like, I see the, the, what they're doing here of like, oh, we probably should have went to the post office like more than once every two weeks because we would have mm-hmm. known this and maybe we've been able to do something. Like, And I kind of figured that they would linger on this a little bit. Like, Sam's has always had a, like, a guilt trip about anything like this happening. And now her specifically reaching out to help and them not being there for her, I thought would be really like something that he... Yeah, they just have... Sam like be emotional in his face, but then they That's it. just leave it. They don't. They yeah. don't talk about it at all. Um, the girly line, I think, is just like so. Like she fucked with these dudes. Like when she yeah. was, she just actively fucked with these dudes. But when every single time we've saw her, we've seen her, I what? Like no, yeah. I need some help. Like I want some other hunters around me. Like I need, I need assistance. Like please, please provide me assistance. Let me live in your angel proof bunker, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but dude, buckling fucking to hate women. Like dude. there's no other way around it. I don't care that one of them is a woman. They fucking, fucking hate women. It's so bad, dude. It's just, it's just irritating to me. Um, Sam looking all emotional to get to me a little bit though. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. That you know that dude can. Hey, our thing. boys are still here. You know, they still acting. They're doing their best. 
Time for a montage because Eileen believes she was being um, tracked and traced and bugged by the British men of letters. Uh, Dean and Sam think that they may put something in a bunker. Dean immediately goes to the refrigerator to look for bugs, which I, he was just looking for a beer. And you then think Sam so? was like, "Oh, you're searching there first, huh?" And he went, "Oh, yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, actually, totally, yeah. totally." Uh, yeah, um, they eventually find the one that was very specifically placed in the shot the last time we talked about this yeah. underneath the table. Um, and then they do a it's whole. Funny because I thought they would find it because Dean would reach for that that gun me too. poster. Yeah, and find me, it. I thought that was <laughs> so what was going to happen. Uh, nope, it didn't matter. They, <laughs> they do a. Anyway. They do a little. Uh, a little brother bluffing into the microphone. This is a brother bluff. This is a cellular bl- brother bluff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A broadcast brother bluff bluff. Um, they set up a fake meet with some hunter that we don't that doesn't actually exist. So, and we yeah. we come over to the to the eight BOM or excuse me, British Men of Letters HQ and uh, like see some people listening, getting super excited about this. Uh, we go to so Lucifer and Drexel. Yeah. And Drexel is saying that the security system, which is like, okay, let's back up a few minutes. Let's back it up. Crowley found, cause like, I, I don't necessarily care, <laughs> Chris, but like, if you're going to give me a uh-huh. fictional world with rules, like let's, uh-huh. let's talk about the rules or whatever. Uh-huh. So Lucifer was in a cage. Mm-hmm. It was the only cage that could hold Lucifer. Mm-hmm. He got out. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He 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 was let loose, and it took uh, it took a lot. It took a lot. It took breaking sixty six seals and um, mm-hmm. killing Lilith on an altar and a demon blood boy. You know yeah. there was there was there a was, lot. There was, there was it wasn't like you know somebody had to download an app. It was it was it some wasn't stuff. a man a man named Drexel waving his hand over you a couple times. All, so, it's, all, it's just a detail. It's just a detail. Uh, throughout the process, after Lucifer got loose, he possessed Nick. Um, who is in the form of shitty Pellegrino. Mm-hmm. And that vessel was very clearly, what we've been told, has been wearing out. Mm-hmm. Like it was not able to withstand the power. That's why Lucifer wanted to say, Sam to say yes, so he could possess that body. He could live on Earth. Um, fast forward a few years. Lucifer's still out. Crowley finds this body, that this, this corpse, uh, and modifies it somehow genetically has this demon studied the molecular composition of the cage and somehow grafted into this body in which he made stronger so that when they thought they were sending Lucifer back to hell, Crowley was able to divert him from the hell cage into the shitty Pellegrino body, mm-hmm. which has been designed and created to force Lucifer to be Crowley's slave. Yes. All of that is making sense to you, right? Yeah, I mean it's a little out there. We're involving science when usually it's just magic. But okay. I'm I'm I'll, whatever. And then Crowley I'll went to the it. Crowley went to the trouble of killing the dude that designed the the security system, I guess, because yeah. that's what they're gonna call it. To make sure that nobody can figure out how to reverse engineer it except for Drexel, who has steadily been like weakening it. And now Drexel reveals uh as this thing has been getting weaker, the polarity has shifted. So that instead of, and because it has some of Crowley's DNA in it, plot twist, it needed Crowley's DNA. Like, what did he fucking splooge on it? What? Why does it have his DNA? Uh, I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, either, why, urine, it's either urine, semen, or blood, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one, one of three. God, I hope it's urine. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I, um, so now the polarity has shifted, and instead of allowing Crowley to control Lucifer, it's going to allow Lucifer to control Crowley. I thought it was just a cage. It's it's just a cage. <laughs> I thought it was just a cage. What what are we even doing? Like that was what a, are they that doing? took me a long time to talk about, and I bored myself in the middle of it to the point where I was actually looking at Facebook as I was talking. Like that's how <laughs> bored I got talking about that. I that's not true. I wouldn't do that to the podcast. But I, I, I we, we only look at Twitter on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to know what my what my family's doing. I, I know what I know who they're voting for today. Yeah. So I, just, I don't know what, at this what is point so dumb the, is, is, was my point. Like just to say yes. it out in all of those in that lengthy it's, ways to say stupid. it's so incredibly I, dumb. I, I don't think Crowley ever had like physical puppetry control over Lucifer. I always just assumed that anytime he made Lucifer do something, he was just using his power, like the same power that he uses to throw big boys against the walls. You know, that just that demon power, that strength, the, whatever the magic shit that they're always doing. I just assumed when he was making Lucifer, you know, lick shit off the floor, it was just because he was he was using magic on him to force him down and make him do it. But like, n- but now we know there was some puppetry involved because there's a, on a molecular level, they were linked via some form of DNA. Urine, semen, blood. One of the three. <laughs> One of the three. <laughs> And now so the polarity, the polarity uh, on, let's just call it urine. The polarity on the urine has shifted. <laughs> Do they both pee into a cup? <laughs> and it used to be a cup mostly filled with Crowley's pee with just a little splash of Lucifer's. And now that cup has changed and it's mostly Lucifer pee with only a little splash of Crowley. I, I don't know, dude. I, or the other way around, whatever. Does does a demon have we talked about demons having to use the bathroom before like we don't we simply don't know we, don't, we simply I mean, don't know maybe they just do they pee their pants do they pee their diaper do they care if they pee do their they diaper? care we they, simply don't they know. don't have to clean it up like they could just go somewhere else to another body does lucifer wipe his ass right in season 12 season um, monster we cool, cool. Contact. <laughs> does lucifer wipe uh, his ass? uh so from here we go back over to uh tunes right yeah um Let's see. Okay. Catch and Tunes are feeding the hellhound. They're like playing with it. I don't know. And they're talking about how they both want Mick's job. Frankly, I did not know that Mick was their superior. Um, I, did, I thought he I was. I didn't either. He, I thought he just had a different job. <laughs> I just thought he was like a functionary. Yeah. Like, uh, and Tunes is really into this. She's like, you know, I, I'm the most researched and all this stuff. And, you know, Catch has to make a bunch of sex comments to her because that's where we're at. Um, yeah. Why does Catch even want the job? Like, for like a bigger salary? Is he doing it for money? Yeah, what <laughs> like is what's this motivation? What's, what here? is the motivation? Just to kill more people and things? Because like, he can just a, do that. He can say what he's doing. He can just kill just, stuff. Yeah, there's nobody yeah. stopping him. He's really good at it, apparently. I mean, I guess he could want the power, but like he doesn't seem to ever really care about that that much. He killed his superior before. He's not really worried about it anything. He doesn't really care. Because apparently Mick was his superior. <laughs> um Hess interrupts this whole conversation and sends uh catch to mary who was asking for him uh we get the the woman that was listening to sam and dean set up this meeting comes and grabs uh tunes and then we get this scene between catch and mary and boy i know we have complained a lot on this podcast but this is fucking garbage mm-hmm. um mary is extremely upset she's appealing to catch to help her um says i didn't think you would come i'm losing my mind i don't know what this is real um, she's she's reeling for, with the fact that she helped kill somebody she consider, considers a friend. Catch is very flippant about this. 
and basically shoots her down. Like, I, you know, I don't know what you're, why you're telling me this. I don't, you can't possibly expect any help. You told me very clearly that we don't have a relationship. And she's like, you know, I'm, I, I, you have to help me, please, please, please. And she like moves to hug him, but it turns out it's all a fake. She grabs the mm-hmm. gun and then tries to kill herself, which I get, I'm sorry. I probably should have put a suicide warning in the beginning of this, but tries to kill herself and catch like grabs the gun at the last minute and then she starts begging him to kill her um, that she can't says she can't live like this and they have Chris they have the fucking audacity to play the do, do, do theme yeah. during this part while she's you begging don't, you don't for put that on this shit. catch to kill her and I am disgusted man like this is yeah. such a perversion of what makes Mary an interesting character like, and I guess you could chalk anything that you want up to brainwashing because that's how soap operas work. Like, oh, we brainwashed her. Now she's suicidal. Um, now, now she wants a, uh, the inheritance and she's suicidal. Um, I, I, I thought when she grabbed the gun, she was going to turn it on catch. I did too. I, I was, was ready like, for the I was bad. Like, I ain't the one, you know, Mary's, Mary's murder this dude. Like, if you're going to yeah. make me murder people, like you take one of mine, I'm taking one of yours. Like, yeah, that's we will start here. Catch. Let's yeah. do this. Let's go, baby. I already kicked your ass before. Let's do this shit. Also, his face unmarred by the brass knuckles. That's unbelievable. I'd actually, I don't know. I don't, I don't look at his face. I close my eyes. <laughs> I, I, dude, I can't. My eyes slide <laughs> off of it. Like it's yeah. I, like, I don't even, I can't even describe, like, I don't know. Like, um, just can't force myself to look at it for any length of time. It. Can't um, do it. So, this is horrifying, dude. This is just a, a yeah. fucking, again, in an episode where they've already fucked with Eileen and now they're doing this to, to Mary. It's, it's, and, you know, Mary says that the only thing that she ever had besides her family was her will. And obviously she's losing her will. And that's, that's terrible. I can understand why death would be the way out for her, but she's still got other options. Like, she got that gun. She could have fired it on catch. Um, and they they're letting mary act they're they're letting her do her thing but she almost seems like it's just like a completely different character i'm not seeing a i'm not seeing a broken hunter who has been has been torn down and is left not knowing what to do i'm seeing i guess i'm 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 seeing like mom winchester who's like sad cuz st- bad stuff is happening um it's just it that's a reductive way to say it she just seems like a different character all of a sudden she doesn't seem like a broken version of the old character. It almost seems like they just decided to kind of give her like a something else to to work with on this one. I don't know. It just it sucks. I, I'm just I'm just extremely sad that we went from the very beginning of the season, which is Mary Winchester kicking ass. She has continued to kick ass, like even with this relationship with Ketch or non relationship with Ketch. Her whole goal has been to try to provide her boys a better life. And she's mm-hmm. kind of fucking that up like the Winchesters are, are want to do. And that's yeah, fine. Um, that's what they do. But like she has always had, like she says, her will. And for her to immediately go from I'm this person to you have to shoot me catch is mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous. Like I yeah. in no way do I think that that's the jump that you make. In no way do I think that. Uh, and I don't think that writers should be beholden to like what fans want. Like, you know, they you should be able to people should be able to kill their darlings if they want to. That's mm-hmm. fine. I don't care. I just, you, you have to be like a little bit consistent in your characterization and to go from literally in the last step of her beating catches ass and not wanting, not backing down at all to we brainwashed her for a couple of days and now she wants to kill herself is just ridiculous. And, I, it's, and, and it's like, how did we get here? Because this was, we started off with, 
feeling like Mary was going to be interesting because she's obviously this competent hunter, but she is in a world that she doesn't know because all this time has passed. She has adult sons now. Like she's, you know, that whole aspect of it was is interesting to us. And now it just seems like it's gone so off course. Like she's working with this sci-fi British organization. Like what, why is Mary doing this? Why, what brought her here? And then they try to make sense of that and you go, okay. And now it's just different again. Like you said, it's just not consistent. It's, it's, it's not consistent and it's, terrible like it feels like it's just it feels like they don't like mary right it's just stuff happening yeah like it feels like stuff designed to make sure that mary has a bad time um yeah and then to play the fucking music the insult to injury again insult you don't do that uh we go over to the wet pipe factory uh where sam and dean are planning their double brother bluff uh obviously being shadowed they they lead these guys into a room and then lock them in it i love it so jeremy what's what's the plan uh for the british men of letters here I mean, follow Sam and Dean and shoot them, I guess. So, but they know where they live. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Capture they know them? that they got to like get in the car and like, go drive to get, to get donuts. At, like, the, at the end of the episode, uh, Ketch reveals that they could just reverse the air pumps in the bunker. And I'm like, why didn't you guys just do that? <laughs> if you wanted them dead, you could have done it like in any yeah, point in time. Even if you had to get back in in order to do it. They went in the one you time. You went in the one time. Yeah. They bugged the shit out of it. Instead of bugging it, you just booby trapped that shit. Okay, yeah. now we got it ready. The airlocks are going to go back mm-hmm. uh, or whatever the hell. All this shit's going to kick off. Somebody will be waiting outside. As soon as those guys go in, we are locking that shit down. Yeah, All right? locking the door, Let's removing go. the oxygen. We're but done. now it's been like two months. <laughs> It hasn't been that long, but it's, some time has passed, and it's like, all right, well, we, now we got to ambush them at a wet pipe factory to make sure we finish the job. Like, y'all know where they live. Part of Ketch this could catch could come over. Part of this also they don't like him, but. makes me think that this is tunes like since they're setting catch and her up like as kind of rivals to the throne. Mm-hmm. Um, is this, this is her maybe going around the system a little bit? Um, and possibly, and, and possibly. doing her own little rogue operation of like, oh, I'm going to kill the Winchesters, and that'll show, um. Dr. Malarkey or whatever her name is that yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm the better person for the role. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess but like it's still Sam and Dean. You need to bring more than two guys. <laughs> like what the yeah. fuck are you doing? Like you honestly do need a fucking SWAT team even though we saw them take down a SWAT team <laughs> previously. <laughs> uh the tunes automatically starts suspecting something and grabs her gun but before she can get out of the car uh sam and dean are there and uh basically draw down she gets a she gets a good nut shot in on on dean before they can or sam sam looks like he's about to murder this woman sam looks yeah. like he is fucking like he is ready to get some revenge he um, does not like tunes <laughs> they stuff her to the i mean that made him made his foot into a hamburger man like of yeah. course it doesn't yeah. uh they stuff tunes in the back of the impala and on the way to uh, the bunker i guess uh they start questioning her and of course she's you know uh, uh, she's very you know, spicy and has all these like, like comebacks and witticisms mm-hmm. and i am done with this plot line um they should have put her in the trunk dude should have just put her in the fucking trunk <laughs> just put her in the trunk just put her in the trunk um, next to the grenade about launcher how, how catch was having sex with her mom it's yep. like dude dude i know y'all are fucked up y'all don't tell her sons that they don't need to know she also says that mary is their permanent guest um she tells them that mick is dead they're going to kill all of the hunters in the united states um sam is like all my fucking friends are dying every single person that i know uh meanwhile crowley and lucifer uh crowley comes into this room and starts making a bunch of long-winded speeches again about uh lucifer being a slave uh and lucifer is sitting there and then we'll just occasionally like make a 
like a, a, a face or make a, a movement with his arms, which Crowley, without re- realizing it, starts doing just mm-hmm. like a puppet. Um, yeah. So yeah, he is a hundred percent under Lucifer's control at this point. Yeah. Um, his DNA has been hacked. Lucifer takes the chains off. Uh, Crowley is like, you know, this is way better, uh, and then tries to run for the door, but of course he gets blasted. Lucifer grabs him, lifts him up in the air, uh, flashes his wings in his eyes, and then sets him back on the ground. And I'm like, well, that was really kind of overcompensating, huh? <laughs> like, what do we? You really got to flash your wings for that maneuver? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Crowley, Crowley literally tries to run. Like, <laughs> you can teleport. <laughs> Just teleport. We have seen so many scenes where Crowley like something happens and they look over and Crowley's just gone because it's instant teleportation. I understand Lucifer is in front of him and maybe has some control, but you got you got your chance. You gotta take it. But no, he physically turns around and runs. Cause they're just like, you know what would be dope if we killed Eileen and made Crowley super pathetic. I think that's what would that would get the fans super excited. Super great. Yeah. Um I didn't even put together that he could teleport. Like he could just have left. <laughs> he could just be in could fucking just, like, get out of there, Ireland or whatever. What are you doing? Uh, what are you doing? Why are you running away? Uh, but no, Lucifer does his whole flash the wings routine. Um, raises him in the air, sets him down on his feet, makes him kind of like walk towards the angel blade that he's picked up um, and starts cutting on his face. And then he punches him and Crowley goes down to the floor uh, and Crowley sees a rat, like a literal rat. Mm-hmm. Like that's not an expression. He just sees a rat. It's uh, a little guy. Yeah. Lucifer comes over and stabs Crowley. And you know, I guess Lucifer's never killed a demon with an angel blade yeah, because every time I've a- seen it happen, it's been a lot more interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's a dud. Nothing happens. Yeah. He just stabs him in the chest, and it's just like stabbing a regular old guy. You yeah. know? I guess no Lucifer flash, has just never nothing. bothered doing this. Like it seems weird, but yeah, if he maybe he just has never seen it happen because he's like, oh, nobody he's dead. in the room was like that seemed weird. Nobody, <laughs> like nobody's um, going to talk back to Lucifer in that room. Like ain't going to no. happen. But yeah, he walks away. Um, Meanwhile, Sam and Dean lead tunes into the bunker. They are immediately surrounded by Ketch uh, and other British Men of Letters people. Ketch tells tunes to de-arm, to, excuse me, disarm uh, Sam and Dean. When she reaches for the gun, Sam grabs her, pulls her in front of her, and that's where an all-out like shootout begins. Yeah, this is the only, this is like the coolest thirty seconds of the episode because um, there's there's a very brief moment. Before the the boys don't even look at each other, but the, the expression on their faces when they realize that the British Men of Letters have got the drop on them is like they they already know what the other one is going to do. Like it, this is a double brother move for sure. Um, and maybe it's just, that's just Jared and Jensen. That's just Jared and Jensen communicating something to an audience that has watched them for twelve years. I immediately was like, oh, we about to have a shootout. This is going to happen. There's no way that they're surrendering here. They're just they they know that it's it's do or die right now. So of course they're they're going to do it, and they do it. For a second, anyway. For a second. Uh, lots of headshots in this great yeah, 30 they seconds. Just go. They just go. Dean, um, I, I'm not, I, think, I guess his gun was behind him. So when he reaches for it, instead of bringing the gun around him, he just like shoots at somebody from behind his back. It don't like, even make no sense. Gets a headshot. Yeah. And like, I don't know what kind of gun that is, but you need to hurt your wrist a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. You're yeah. not wearing a brace. <laughs> No. Well, maybe uh, he is under all that flannel. He's going maybe that's why he on. wears all the flannel. Yeah, because he's just—he's yeah. just—he's he's got like a full suit of brace. Yeah, <laughs> flesh-covered brace. Flesh-colored brace. To deal with all that recoil. <laughs> uh, and then it's—it's a, it's a full-on shootout. Like they're running through hallways, shooting each other. Um, just you know, 
killing people doing the thing for mm-hmm. 30 seconds it's over so fast i kind of I was like oh hell yeah we're gonna win boys Let's i thought, get it was, this. thought it was about to pop off and it, it kind of popped off and then it just stopped popping off um eventually uh dean does a cool slide on his knees mm-hmm. and grabs catches gun they demand to see mary who walks in and of course she's brainwashed so she's evil mm-hmm. now and she starts shooting at dean um they all they get together and grab everybody's guns catch and mary leave they force tunes to stay behind catch reveals his master plan he's like yeah we're gonna cut off all the lights and um it's shut off the air so stupid and they're the- not only now did you leave the winchesters who have done everything ever they've done it and then you've got this also clearly very capable intelligent tunes with them as well fill them fill them with lead let's just fucking take care of it right now y'all got all the guns up there let's just do pot shots let's take care of it let's just make sure it's done because y'all left them in this in the bunker with with just endless knowledge do you they've cast so many spells and you guys are just gonna leave them in there to to suffocate in three days that's stupid that's so stupid stupid. it's so fucking stupid like you're friends with an angel also also and a demon (laughs) and a demon um also chris did the did they just not think about the garage like they got a garage dude they have a garage with a ton no, they lost of the guards keys to the garage that's been that's been dead for like, nobody knows where they, the keys are they okay. can't get back in there when charlie briefly came back from Oz, she was like can i get back to the door and they're like actually mm-hmm. no i can't <laughs> we have uh troubling news <laughs> castiel <laughs> ate the key and apparently he doesn't yeah. poop so we haven't been able to get it out of him again yeah it was a, it was supposed to be a joke but it, yeah. it, nobody's it, laughing it, now. nobody's laughing now so um Dean tries to catch the door as they leave, but of course it's too late. All the lights go out. Uh, we go back over to hell or this anteroom of hell where all of the demons mm-hmm. are cleaning up. I'm pretty sure this is like a warehouse somewhere. I don't even know yeah. if it's in hell. <laughs> um, they drag Crowley out of the room and the rat follows. So like extremely obvious that the mm-hmm. rat is he's well, extremely obvious to, clue to the clue masters. masters. True. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm just again, Chris, sometimes I forget about how talented I am. Sometimes you know, sometimes you forget how big your brain is. I, dude, sometimes I make these big brain plays and I don't even realize I think they're normal yeah. brain plays, you know, yeah, right. Because you know, one thing happens. that I don't do is really compare myself to others. So like right. when I when yeah. I do big brain stuff, I just think that it's normal brain stuff until I see a small brain play. So it's you right. know it's it's hard for me to remember how big the brain is. So. That's right. Well, you know you're humble. You stay humble. I'm I am so fucking humble, dude. I'm like dude, you're I, so fucking. Humble. I keep it so real. You know what I'm saying? Grounded. <laughs> grounded. Fucking, grounded. I'm just yeah. Grounded all the time, man. Grounded. Gracious. Humble. Those are words we use to describe you often. Um, and huge brain. You and everybody else, man. It's not just you. Don't think that you're alone in this, Chris. Uh, I would never. I would never. I would never. We go to catch and marry in the car. Huge brain. Huge brain boys. Have you seen the wrinkles on this thing, dude? So many. So many. (laughs) Catches in the car with Mary and is like, hey, this is going to get easier. And and here's another problem I have with this is like Mary is all in on shooting at Dean and doesn't apologize, doesn't respond to any of Dean's pleas, any of that stuff. We kind of skimmed over it, but like you guys get the Mm -hmm. idea. She's brainwashed. But in the car... Like he's like, this is gonna get easier. And she's like, What do you mean get easier? Like hurting the people I love is gonna get easier. And I'm like, So do you remember that? But you can't stop? Yeah. Like, what are the mechanics of this? Because it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Is it to a me. DNA thing? Yeah, did you guys <laughs> is another is another urine is it a urine prison? Yeah. I hear that's that what... I hear there's a really in, in vogue right now. Have, have y'all have y'all found out about the urine prisons yet? 
y'all have urine prisons over here? Is that just strictly a Welsh thing? We think it came from Welsh. Like what? Wales, I mean. Um, But Ketch is like, no, it's going to be easier to remember, uh, easier to hurt people that you don't remember loving, Um, Mm -hmm. which is a good line. And I feel like they wrote that line and were like, oh, we have to write a whole episode to justify that somehow. And they ended up with this. Um, (laughs) Finally, the last scene of the show is uh, Lucifer who is standing in front of a green screen of oh my like, god i don't know like it's it's like the shire like it, it's it's, it's like, like i thought it was like going to be a butter commercial like the green jolly like green Skyrim giant or something it, it, <laughs> i thought the jolly green giant's going to come out and try to sell me a can of fucking string beans or something like it yeah. was one of it looks so it it definitely looks like those early breath of the wild pictures right like with the yeah. mountain Actually, in the distance. It, it looks like shadow of the Colossus. it looks it's, like <laughs> let's name every it looks like metal gear like i kind of it think like it's like gear. a metal gear <laughs> yeah <laughs> <sighs> it looks bad and he seems very stupid. happy um, yeah. and that's the end he of the says episode. my son like what do you see him because I don't fucking see him bro that's it episode's that's it. over episode's on finally um, what a just a horrendous piece of sh- shit that this was I um <laughs> and here's the thing like and I, I try to get to this point at the beginning of the episode uh, it's not like it's it's not bad because it wasn't interesting or because it, it it's just to the point that it's fucking stupid and then outright mean and hurtful to people that I like. And, and it seems like disrespectful to characters in a way that I just have not really seen in a TV show. Like normally when people write for TV shows, they seem to like the characters um, or seem to want to make them interesting or at least seem to want to be consistent with them. Like this is just like all over the fucking place. And I yeah, do not I, like I it. I just feel like they're trying to elicit hate. In in the most like positive scenario, they are trying to get us really mad at at catch. Uh, still, they're still trying to do that. That's that is their purpose. Um, is for us to direct all this hatred towards him and to be really satisfied when eventually he gets killed or whatever. Uh, but I'm just mad at the I'm just mad at the writers for doing it. Catch ain't real. <laughs> he he didn't do this. Catch did it. Catch is not real. <laughs> is a excellent way to say that. <laughs> That's <laughs> a problem with the show. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's baloney, dude. I don't like it. I um, I I don't. I hate when a character is brainwashed because we're gonna have to like deal with the fallout from this. Dean's gonna be all pissed and then like not trustworthy of anything because who knows what they could have put in her head and this is all of the stuff that I didn't want them to get into with Mary at, to begin with and I you know. It's fine that Mary boned catch. I don't even really have a problem with that. No, yeah, we don't I, like him, but like whatever. <laughs> I it, we moved on. We moved on from it, but they just keep bringing it up. They just keep bringing it up. I um, I'm pretty massively disappointed in this episode. Like R.I.P. Eileen. We usually say that in jest, mm-hmm. but like, dude, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. I don't. And they I, don't even. Re- they don't even do anything with it. Really, like we don't have a funeral. Like, like we don't have like a no. ascending. We see off. her. We see her on a slab, and like Sam's sad, but it's just so. I don't know. It's unceremonious. It's, you know, when Real Madrid got rid of one of their goalies, um, Iker Casillas, he was one of like the most popular players for the team, but he got into some political drama, um, mm-hmm. and normally when a player leaves a team it's like a huge deal and like they make it through a party. Maybe there's something at a stadium and you know, that kind of thing. Like they do the thing. Yeah. Um, there were pictures 
of him at a like a folding table, like a plastic folding table. Um, it just his his whole face in tears, like it looked like the saddest thing ever, and like front of a like of a banner, and like <laughs> like that was that was his send off. <laughs> and, and you could tell he was like the whole thing was just fucking heartbroken. Like he was just devastated that this was the send off he was getting, uh, and it was really shitty and mean and like they you know just whatever. But like wow, how much worse is this? Yeah, this this is this sucks to be like, hey, we've uh, we've introduced this character. Hey, well, we, we would love for you to come back. I think we would think that that'd be really cool. Fans responded positively to you. Um, also, okay, so you're gonna come back for one more episode, and you're gonna be violently thrashed around in the woods for two seconds. You won't speak any words, and then you will be dead. Is that is that cool with you? Perfect. I love it. Perfect. I love Perfect. it. Perfect. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, Maybe let us know at monsteroftheweek.cool slash contact if season 13 is, you know, at least more fun. It doesn't have yeah. to be a perfect show. No, <laughs> I could just, it doesn't. If they would just stop murdering women violently on screen like every 20 seconds, I would maybe appreciate that. I'll take a I'll take a Goatman episode. I don't care. It wasn't Dude, very good, he, but it... Give me a Goatman. Where's Goatman go? Goatman. What's he doing? What's, go, what's up with Goatman? <laughs> uh, uh, thank you for listening. Patreon.com slash Monster of the Week if you want to support the show. Ratings and reviews, always helpful. I mentioned the... the uh, feedback episode we have booked a guest for that so be sure to write in tell us what you think about season 12 or the podcast or supernatural in general we'll be back next week with family Two hundred in the butt. You're in, you're in jail. You're done. I think I wrote down you're in jail. It's fun because it's a pun. I wrote like, down you. You are in jail. You're in jail. Yeah. Um. I wrote you're in polarity, flesh colored brace, and now I'm writing you're in jail. So when I edit this at some point tomorrow, I will ask you what you. Um, okay. All right. Jeremy. Chris. How many episodes left in the season? Two. One. Two. There's a scene, I think, from season 12 that I've seen of Jensen really acting it up with um, with Mary. But I don't know if that's coming up or not. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing whatever that scene is, but I, it's too vague and I won't tell you what it is. So I, I'm going to stop recording. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you and say that I think oh. that it's from season 13. Okay. Um, because when I was looking up something, I like the... Like if you go to the season thirteen page on the wiki that I use, mm-hmm. like there's a huge quote from Jensen that he, I guess it was directed at Mary. So I'm thinking that like that scene is 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 coming. Yeah. So. I think it's he's in some sort of like dream or something. It looks like sure that makes in sense. that scene. I think I don't know. I don't know. Okay, all right, great. We did it. We did it. We got done. We are the ch- we are the champions. We are the champions. <laughs> Jeremy. Fuck. Welcome to the show. Hey, Chris. We're entering episode 200. Number 200. It's a new kind of energy. I actually I actually can't hear you. Hold on. I bet, I bet my headphones aren't set up again. <sighs> Give me one second. Fuck. Fuck. Mm. Hello. There he is. So right before 
I sat down and my chair did that thing where, oh, whoops, you thought we were in the, the upright and latch position, but actually it's not. <laughs> so like as I'm struggling to like sit down and it, it flies like as if, as if it's about to dump me onto the floor, my mm-hmm. one of my legs shoots up and hits the other leg. And now my I'm bleeding underneath my toenail, my What's gigantic rip toenail. What the fuck? I don't, I don't like that. And I don't really know what to do about it besides record episode 200 of Monster of the Week. So that's oh, gonna, man. Uh, All right. So that's going to be your energy. You're going to be, be the energy. I'm going to be. And I'm going to I'm going to be talking like this with my lips on the microphone. Is that OK? Yeah, that's absolutely OK. As long as you're not, good? As long as you're not bleeding from the toe. I think we're I'm all not, right. I'm not. I can't feel my toes. They're too far away. <laughs> <laughs> I always joke about that. That's a joke that Chris makes about having big feet. Yeah. Sometimes people are like, "Really?" I'm like, "No, I can, I can feel my toes." <laughs> I think, I think you expect a lot more people that to know you have big feet than they actually yeah, do. That's it's, true. It's well, problem. in real life, people are always like, "Whoa, buddy, watch where you're going." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I just fell. That's why we're in this situation because <laughs> these feet are too big." Oh my god! I used to get embarrassed like walking up stairs, especially something about the stairs at my college. They were just they were smaller than the ones in high school, I guess, because I was constantly tripping up them, and I would get so embarrassed. But thankfully, those days are behind me. Um, not college, I mean that is behind me. But the days of being embarrassed about falling upstairs because of my big feet, because now it's I'm past it. It's no there's no room for embarrassment. I'm just a hazard, and I need to try and stay safe. So that's my safety comes to mind, and not embarrassment now. I'm embarrassed by so many things. Mm-hmm. Just just so many, so many things. Constantly running around embarrassed. Like, ooh, I don't want to look weird. And then I think, yeah. who the fuck is looking at you? Like, do you don't look at anybody that much? Like, what are you doing? No. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. There's no, I don't, I just, there's, I don't have time. I'm looking at Twitter. Like, I'm not judging the people around me. <laughs> I have a mutual friend on Twitter that does, like, um, I, I guess I don't, I don't know what you call it. Like, like they hang a rope. <laughs> At the, on like on a at the on a thing, and then like do a bunch uh-huh. of like twirls and dances and stuff on it. Okay. And um, <laughs> she she was posted. She was super excited because she uh got like a like a new house that she had room in the yard to like put like a a, a standing pole in so she could like do all of this. Mm-hmm. It's not a pole. Like it's a rope silk thing. Like it's, I don't want you rope. to think that like someone's like doesn't it's matter. Rope dancing. It's rope dancing. Yes, let's call it that. Um. She is the rope avatar. I guess. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> to translate this into the anime that the all of all of you TikTok people need to understand things via. Uh, anyway, she posted a picture of the stand that she got in her backyard, and her backyard was open. And of course, she lives in probably like a normal neighborhood, so there were other people around. Like you could see other houses in the background. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, hard pass. <laughs> I'm not gonna be mm-hmm. not gonna be rope dancing where people could accidentally see mm-hmm. me. That seems terrible. <laughs> I went outside to do jumping jacks early in the pandemic. I was like, you know, I don't really want to go like run around anywhere. I don't want to like leave. Sure. But I would like to like do some cardio. What's simple cardio? Just freaking jumping jacks, dude. Warm, loosen everything up. Forget about it. Let's mm-hmm. do this. And then my neighbor came out and he was just on his back porch and he's, he's a new neighbor. I have never spoken to him. Um, so I just stopped doing jumping jacks and I went inside because <laughs> it's just not something that you want to be watched I'm just, doing. It's because I'm constantly embarrassed about stuff. I'm trying to yeah. think there was something that I was doing the other day. Uh, and my neighbors were outside and I was like, I don't want to be doing this in front of my neighbors. And I think it was literally, we had, um, I think I was burning some stuff. Like I had some boxes, some cardboard boxes we were trying to get rid of before the storm. And, uh, I think I was just hauling boxes into our little burn pile and about to burn them. And like, was like, just weirded out. Oh, I got to wait till they go back inside. Like what, Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. you're doing a normal thing. Who cares? This is totally a normal thing. 
They're not worried about it. They're not. They're not. They're absolutely unconcerned with what Jeremy Greer is doing in his yard. I could probably yeah. be out there nude and like somebody would post about it on the Facebook page to be like, my neighbor's outside naked again. Like, you know, <laughs> Autumn, come get your man. <laughs> at, at Autumn, come get your man. <laughs> my neighbor and my... She's calling you like, damn it, Jeremy, I just got an at on the Facebook page. <laughs> I can't believe somebody added me on Facebook to tell me you're naked again. This is ridiculous. I was hoping it would be my dad, but no, it's you. <laughs> What? I don't want to get my clothes all smoky while I'm burning and stuff. I just, I just want the, I want to, I just like the, you know, sunlight in my anus, like that one dude said, mm-hmm. which was the cure mm-hmm. for COVID. It feels good. It feels warm. Episode two hundred. Episode two hundred. I went through a hurricane, Chris. That's crazy, Jeremy. Yeah. It was. It's uh, been sixty-four years since the last time you've had power. It's. It felt that way, dude. It really did. Um, by so Friday night uh, was kind of weird because like it was storming like it got like kind of stormy and shitty during the day mm-hmm. um and then it just like the wind just kept picking up and up and up and up um and i sent you some videos like we weren't getting a lot of like heavy heavy rain but we we're getting a lot of rain and then the power went out and we're, like we were still on we were still trucking like we were like fuck it let's go outside and let's drink let's have a good time like this is a hurricane mm-hmm. um and then we finished making food because that was all on the stove already so we had no problems there eight I'm tired. Let's go to bed. <laughs> Went to bed. <laughs> I don't even. I didn't even wake up until like maybe three that morning, three or four that morning, and uh, I just decided to get up and and I did like a cursory inspection of the house to make sure nothing was damaged and nothing was. And later, when after the sun came up, uh, yeah, nothing. Fortunately, nothing was damaged. But the power was out, and this is when I learned over the five, almost exactly five days that the power was out, I learned that I am at the end of my energy company's like system. Like there's not where you want to be. The neighboring town is one energy company. We are a second one. And like a couple of like houses down from my road is where the two should not think, but up against each other. Christ Um, almighty. So we kept thinking because again, local Facebook pages were like, you know, Oh, we've got power on such and such road. And I'm looking at autumn. I'm like, well, if they've got power there. Like they've got to be coming this direction. And they were, (laughs) they were just doing every fucking thing they could before they got here. Um, so on the fifth day, which was yesterday, um, I, by that point I had just gotten used to it. So I had a, had a generator. I was filling up. The generator is awesome. I love it. It saved our asses. We saved so much money mm-hmm. just by being able to keep our food and all of our food not going bad. Um, and I was swapping between the refrigerator and the freezer because you couldn't really run both without like causing the generator to use up all of the gas very quickly. Um, so I'm swapping back and forth. And uh, but the generator only has one gallon of gas. Oh, that's a pain in the ass. So uh, and like depending on what we were doing, it would run for anywhere from four to six hours, which is fucking brilliant. Like that's amazing yeah, yeah. on one gallon of gas. Um, but there were times that like we'd be laying in bed and it was hot as a motherfucker. We have one fan going, and you could just you could like Autumn would be like we both would wake up because the fan would stop, and I'm like oh it's mm-hmm. three in the morning, time to put. My oh, clothes on my sweaty body yeah. and go like get, fight a bunch of mis- I am covered with mosquito bites. It's so fucking it's disgusting. That's the the uh, untold horror of this oh, whole event. These mosquito bites. Um, but yeah, so I'd gotten kind of used to it. Like I had all the windows open. Breeze was coming in. We started going into a cold front. Um, like comparatively cold front, right? Like mm-hmm, it's the highest mm-hmm. still eighty degrees. Um, oh fuck, my dough is starting to throb now. Oh Jesus. no. Oh no. Anyway, uh. Gotten kind of used to it, hanging out yesterday afternoon, um, sat on the carport, 
drinking a couple of beers of Mark, um, you know, just chilling. My neighbor was like, yeah, we're about to, you know, make some food outside. If you want to come over, have a couple of beers. And I was like, all right, you guys seem like super racist, but you know, whatever, let's go hang out. <laughs> Times are tough. You got to take the company you get. <laughs> I'm tired of, I'm tired of playing the switch and looking at, you know, yeah. two groups on Facebook to determine where the electric companies were. Uh, and that's when it happened, Chris. I counted 11 electric trucks come down my road oh my and God. it the was, fleet. it was the whole fleet. It was, it was, it was like watching, it was like the last mission in mass effect two where you just, <laughs> all of your, you, you give up everybody their details and you feel so good and you're going to go in there and accomplish everything. Um, and they were hauling, they had, they must've had like 12 or 15 electric poles with them. Like they, cause all in the other side of my road was devastated. It was really, really bad oh, wow. back there. Um, so yeah, like, Sure enough, hanging out and, you know, my neighbors, like, we, we, the funny part was when we see the trucks, I like, we all come outside and everybody's on their front porch. Like, did you see? Hey, they're here. Yeah. Like, it was like a fucking Mardi Gras parade, but with no titties and no beers. Yeah. yeah. Um, better than just about any Mardi Gras parade I've been to seeing the electric trucks. And sure enough, it took it them seems, like a while and then they put, turned us back on and we're good to go. It seems like it could have been at least like just fine. If it weren't for the goddamn heat, yeah, it would have been. It would have been all right, especially with the generator. Um, yeah, at the, like not having to deal with that. And if it was just maybe ten degrees cooler, it would have been just fucking amazing. Um, yeah, that just absolutely changes the entire situation. Where it's like, yeah. I'm just gonna sweat now. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> for like um, six days. And like the the thing about like we had we have food that we've put up in the freezer, right? Like because we love making huge pots of gumbo, mm-hmm. put them in the little bags, vacuum seal them, put them in the freezer. Uh, so like we had a chili one night and we're like, let's warm up some chili, but it was like, we didn't have a whole lot of choice. Like we couldn't cook anything in the oven and didn't really want to cause it got so hot. But like autumn and I finished a bowl of chili and like, I am chili sweats <laughs> and then it's time to fill up, go outside, <laughs> get eaten up by mosquitoes to fill up the generator and then go to bed. And I'm just like sticky. And I'm like, I just, I just want to go lay somewhere <laughs> and like yeah. take off all my clothes and lay somewhere. It was so gross. Oh, <sighs> But it's fine. It's over. It's over. Uh, I, we were extremely lucky. There's houses down the way, down on my street that had carports ripped off, and um, there's a huge tree down towards the end of the road. Uh, like all kinds of weird damage. A guy, my dirt work guy, uh, his whole shed got flipped. Um, he thinks he had a little mini tornado over there, um, and it landed 16 miles away from the point that Laura landed six weeks ago. Um, so all of Southwest Louisiana on that side is like even more devastated. Um, there's a town called Iowa, which is spelled Iowa, but everybody in Louisiana calls Iowa for some reason. Don't know why. That seems wrong. Doesn't seem, doesn't seem right, but here we go. Uh, (laughs) there were, I saw a picture that the governor took out of his plane, um, of all of the houses with blue tarps on the top to, you know, keep water from coming in until you can get a, a roofer out there. Uh, but now that Delta had come in, like they had the blue tarts from Laura Delta came in and now they were all flooded. So oh, like, fuck. imagine like, okay, we made it through Laura, like one of the worst storms ever. Like let's, let's, you know, didn't do too bad. And then all of a sudden your house floods six weeks later. Um, that's devastating. I do want to mention, I'll probably, I'll try to remember to put a link in the show notes, but, uh, I've been a couple of times I've retweeted a GoFundMe link that's run by the DSA in South Louisiana. Um, not to get political. It's just like the easiest way that these people are working on the ground directly with people who actually mm-hmm. need help. Um, so it's not bullshit Red Cross stuff or any weird like they don't they don't go out there and like be a Democrat or else we're not going to give you pancakes like it's not right, like right. that like they're just literally like they have an Amazon list if you'd rather buy some shit from Amazon send them people tarps people are in desperate need for tarps or you could just donate money to them directly um, 
I'll have a link there and I put it on Twitter a few times. Um, there's also a woman in New Orleans who's from Calcasieu Parish that um, has been just basically like, hey, send me money. I'm cash apping all of my family and all of their extended friends uh, because people are just desperate for cash. Because what happens is you, you lose your house and you seek shelter. So maybe you go try to find a hotel room somewhere and then you probably can't afford to live in a hotel room. Like, could you go live in a hotel room for six no. weeks? No, no. absolutely <laughs> not. Um, so you get kicked out of the hotel and maybe there's not room for you at the shelter. So now you're like homeless, essentially. Mm-hmm. And you're desperate for food or for baby formula or whatever. So uh, I've definitely put a bunch of this stuff on Twitter. I'll stop talking about it now because it's getting kind of real. But I wanted to, to if you if you have extra dollars in this kind of crazy time. Please donate to those groups. Sometimes you have to get real. Episode 200. Get real. 200, man. It's weird because this is not like the 200th episode we've recorded. No. No. It's not we've even definitely the, done more than that. It's but definitely, it's, got, it's got the number. <laughs> it's not even the 200th episode of Monster of the Week we've recorded. If no. you count like <laughs> no. the comic book episodes or if you just want to count the like canon Supernatural episodes, we did Wayward Sisters. So this is... yeah. We were in no shape or formed in episode 200. Just the number is here. Just the number. Just the number. So that's this is close to four years. Can you believe that? That's not true. You say that. That's not true. I haven't, I haven't been talking to you for four years. Dude, four years. I think that we recorded. Okay. Okay. Wait. Wait. I've got, I've got the, the spreadsheet. I've got the episode planning spreadsheet. Uh, I'm like, where do I look? And I just, I'm just going to Monster of the Week. So cool. it's, I was just going to. So. Well, that can't. That's oh, so. I didn't even do this in season. one. I don't even have season one. Um, season two, we started on March second, twenty seventeen. So um, let me just go to the yeah, first episode. Season episode one of season one was posted on our website, Monster of the Week Deckle, December twenty seventh, twenty sixteen. So we're coming up on four fucking years. You're absolutely that's- right. That's fucked up. Also, That's, all the I, I don't even think I've looked at this page on a PC before. It looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Looking Fire at stuff. the season pages, <laughs> yeah, this looks pretty good. I love the. You can do that in iTunes too. Like if you go look us up in iTunes, you can go to th- via season, and I have all of that stuff worked out. So if you're looking for like season four, episode twenty one, you can you can do that. It's pretty easy. I'm gonna go to uh, let's go to season seven. I want to see all that beautiful artwork. Oh, uh, dude, I just clicked on season four. And this is I don't know, man. The all of the 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 this this one with Sam's ass is just so good. Season oh, four was on the, the statue. Yes, yeah, the, all the classic <laughs> art. It's so good. Yeah. That was good stuff. Oh, that's we, next season thirteen. When well, we have some ideas, but I really got to show up with the podcast art for season thirteen because season twelve. I feel like it hasn't been fun because it's kind of weak. It's not, you know, I already did the comic book thing before. This is comic strips, but it's just usually it's just a slap of face on there. You know, it doesn't have the same power. You want some as, more challenge is what you're I want some more for. challenge. I want to see Sam's bare ass as he wraps her noose around a statue with Lilith's face secretly on it. I'm trying to see what was what was season nine? What was your season nine theme? Yeah, what was that? It's it got kind of freaky for a while. Season nine oh, was, that was with the romance, romance novels, covers, right? Yeah, with the book novels. <laughs> it started as romance novels and then it went just to just various books. And then you did Oh my god, Philippe Hardwin. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so there's these books by Sandra Hill, Sandra and I changed, Hill, it, yeah. I changed it to Sandra Chill because it's somebody being like Sandra. You gotta chill, you gotta chill, Sandra. Um, and it's what funny, are you we doing, girl? Up, we were looking up books and um, about like vampires, whatever, because just like you know, we was reading Twilight and all that. So we're looking up other stuff. I was like, let's find, find another <laughs> series for you to read. And then these books by somebody named Sandra Hill's coming up. I'm like, damn, why does this seem so goddamn familiar? And I was like, oh my god, this is what I was using to make podcasts 
start for like half a year. Put in um, go to monsterweek.cool forward slash one one two because I, I think one, that was one two. of my favorite ones you did. Um, and it's the missing chums. Oh my god! Okay, hold on. One one two. You said. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> the missing chums. <laughs> Oh, so good. We were we had, having fun. We have a weird baby thing happening with this one, too. There's several of these that just has, like, Dean holding Sam as a baby. I don't remember that at all. I Oh, I think the, the narrative that I had created was that Dean was, like, a sickle mom. That's what it was. And, That's and what it Sam was. Sam was his baby. And like, he was getting into all of these, like, romantic entanglements. But it was always just baby Sam or something. Oh, Oh, these these were fun. Oh, the the good old days back in 2019. 2019. We, just, we didn't know. We just did. We, had, we were so simple. We were just simple fools. It's actually, there is a there's a Twilight one in here. I, I just saw that. Twilight. I just yeah. saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, good times. You have good uh, times. Has Monster of the Week taught you anything? Let's let's get let's get let's get like weirdly mm-hmm. self referential on this podcast to talk about like what has Monster it's, of the it, Week yeah. done for you? It's. I think it's helped me. It's introduced me to a lot of different kinds of people, I guess. <laughs> That's um, a nice way of saying fucking weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, you know, through doing the show, through meeting people, you meet all sorts of people um, of of different identities that I had. I just didn't know anything about before. Um, I thought that I was like in the know on all sorts of different things, but I, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't really didn't know. And now I feel like I know a lot of people in all these different communities. I'm still a fool. I'm still learning every day. I'm still making mistakes, but I just have met so many different people that it has opened my mind to a lot of things that I never even thought about before. And I, um, I'm very appreciative of that. Yeah. It's weird because, uh, we started this as a goof without being really connected Mm -hmm. to the fandom at all. We've talked about that pretty extensively, but it's been interesting learning about all of the different stuff that like goes on with supernatural fans. And it's just been kind of wild to me and very endearing that we because we get this message a lot in fact we got two of them this week that i haven't shared with you yet because i just wanted to read them on the feedback episode of people writing in and being like you know listening like i was looking for something for supernatural um and you guys were like the first thing we found i found but i just it just really helped me go through you know weird time in college or this personal crisis or, or whatever like it just literally just saying nice things into a microphone is and having people really respond to that has been mind blowing for me about supernatural. Yeah. Like it seems about so supernatural. like this, this show about hunks that autumn stopped watching years ago that it was just me like, Oh, I've got three of them time to get a six pack and get after it and, and watch yeah. some supernatural and then start this and to have it be what it is. And then I know I talked about this, I think on the last episode, but the, our discord community, um, mm-hmm. all of those pocket friends are, are just amazing. Like just people being so supportive of one another, uh, so people like watching stuff with eat each other all of the time, like just just been super super cool watching that that community kind of come together. So it's been yeah, nice. it's um it's been it's been pretty fucking cool, man. It's been um, pretty fucking cool, dude. I've often thought like th- there had been times where I would listen back to episodes that we'd recorded, like you would edit something and be like, hey, check this out or whatever. And uh, I used to do it 
all the time because it's like you have a really good conversation with your with your friend and you're, you guys are laughing like we often do when we talk about supernatural we're, we're yucking it up and then for the most part that's just you had a conversation last night you guys were having fun and that's it like now now it's a memory but when you do it on a podcast you could just relive it so sometimes i would just re i would just re-listen to like the shit that we talked about and and just laugh again at our own jokes because like now especially with time in between it it's like oh i don't even remember saying that so that's funny now that we you know just getting to re-experience that. But I would also always think like, man, there are so many really good, like just professional inline on track podcasts that are like hardcore with their, with their sound design and they got producers and all this crazy shit. And I'll think like, why did it's just the two of us? Like, why do people still <laughs> listen to all of us? Like everything that we do, but I guess it comes down to the fact that we're normal people. And hopefully that, is something that people enjoy, just listening to normal people. You listen to something long enough, you feel like you know them. I mean, I've done it with other podcasts, YouTube channels, whatever it is. Um, I so, did it with you. You, know, you did it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I was listening to yes. Job Chain and being like, yeah, right. I know those guys. We're friends now. I can fuck yeah. with them and started fucking with you right. uh, in a way that you definitely should not do. Like, I feel like I look back at some <laughs> of my, the ways that I made myself known to what are now my friends, like two podcasters, yeah. and was like, well, that could have backfired horribly. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, all right, dude. Dude, leave us alone. What could the have been hell? a very weird parasocial relationship about the, yeah. any of those things. Um, but I yeah. think it's something that makes people feel very close. Yeah. Um, and I think we're super fortunate that we have such really cool listeners who are like our friends and, and are just people that we in, enjoy interacting with and everything. So I think we, we lucked out. We lucked out pretty pretty hard on this. The production, weird. The production stuff weird. is is super interesting to me because... Like we don't do, I, I, my, my goal with making a podcast isn't to uh, like make a work of art or anything. My goal is to make it sound good on your headphones and in your car. Mm-hmm. Um, my goal is to make me and Chris have the same volume so you aren't turning me up <laughs> and then having to turn down for Chris. Uh, and it's to be, you know, relatively clear. Um, and then occasionally to make audio jokes like those when right. it comes up and makes sense. But I don't want to put a lot of that in because A, it's a lot of effort uh, and mm-hmm. B, it's... Um, it gets tiring. Like a lot of times when I'm listening to a podcast and they throw audio tricks in it, I'm like, I'm here to listen to people talk about something. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. um, and that's like, I talk, I think about one of my favorite horror podcasts, um, old gods of Appalachia where they do just like, they it, mostly, it is just on the strength of the narrator. Um, yeah. And the way that he tells the story, the voices he gives characters, there's very few like Foley work or sound effects or anything. There's very little of that, but it still comes across as super scary when they do it because they use it so not often with sparingly sparingly yeah, thank you jesus christ five days without power forgive me yeah. um <laughs> i'm gonna be using it as an excuse until 2022 yeah, the, uh, absolutely. so yeah like having people just like come back over and over again just for what is essentially like a conversation between you and i that's it mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. what the outtakes have turned into especially like we have yeah. these conversations and it's very weird to think about because it's very similar to the way me and my like old school friends, like I'll pick up the phone, have a phone conversation. Then when we talk about video games or whatever and then hang up, we just don't record it and put it on the Internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's so weird. And like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm rambling now. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're lucky. We're grateful. Yes. Um, thank you for listening. 200 yeah. episodes. Is 200 episodes. Thing. All the thing to listen to. <laughs> technically, um, how many episodes are actually uploaded? Because there's a ton of episodes if you count Patreon, but yeah. yeah. And yeah. also all of our extra stuff. But yeah. Even just you take Cowboy Bebop, that's another what, thirteen episodes we yeah. did on that. Easily. And then all the other bonus things and um 
Oh, speaking of bonus things. Ooh. So we we had started doing Hill House, and for whatever reason, we hadn't we hadn't finished that first season yet. I think life, it's because life it's, got it's depressing. Life, and it, it's a really dark show. <laughs> it's a so really it's, dark show. Like Supernatural, even when we like don't like the episode, at the end of the day, we can still make jokes about Big Kick Sam or whatever because like you know the characters are there, we love them, and we're very comfortable with goofing on them. But then you're watching a show full of people with just like immense deep seated trauma, and it's like, man, I don't think I want to make any. Um, blood nut jokes on this one. I think I just need, we just need to talk about it. So it wasn't as uh, as accessible to talk about. But um, I watched the Haunting of Bly Manor, which is you know the effectively the sequel or season two or whatever. It's standalone. It doesn't really have any ties to the first season. But um, I really liked it. I um, I think I liked it more than the first season. Wow. I don't know that it's better than the first season, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I got really uh, invested in the characters. And in, in the location, I think that, that Hill House, in that season, Hill House is a very important part of the show, like the actual location of it. Um, but most of the show doesn't take place there. Um, there's the flashbacks, and then there's obviously other stuff going on. But all of uh, Bly Manor takes place in the eponymous Bly Manor. So you just get this real good sense of um, of location. And I was talking to Jess about this last night, that even though it's a scary show, even though it's a very sad show, um, as as the first season was, it's it's got such a great sense of place that it was almost comforting to watch. Like, when we finished it, and then, like, the next night we were both kind of like, I, I kind of want to watch it again. Not because I'm, like, so invested in, like, seeing the plot again, um, but it's just you got to know the characters, you got to know the, the location, and it was, like, an escape. It was an escape from reality for a little while, um, which isn't what you always want from your media. But I think if, it cre- if a show or whatever can create such a strong sense of, of place and people and time um, that you can just fall into it for a little while and forget what's going on around you. I think that that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I I'm so excited to watch that show. I mm-hmm. can't. It, it. I think it came out on Friday. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was a little distracted. Um, yep. I don't. But also, I don't know because um, it's. I've I've heard that it is as heavy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, it's definitely as heavy. Autumn and I have been like we have one heavy show in our rotation, which is right now. Um, Lovecraft Country, um, mm-hmm. and like we, and then after that, it's just like we need candy. We need the Bake Offs yep. and the Taskmasters yep. and and that kind of thing. So like, it just having having a show of of like that, like in a regular rotation, is really difficult right now when things are so fucking yeah. weird. I think we did one or two episodes a day, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we'd watched a couple on the weeknight, and then finally finished it up. Um, yeah, it was the type of thing where it's like, okay, we finished that. Let's put something on else after it because um, it was a little gloomy. And it, it wasn't like horrible dragging me down to hell, oppressive or anything like yeah. that. Because again, it, it had, uh, you know, great cast, great characters. You can get invested in them. Um, yeah, it was it was a good time. I, obviously, I have like nitpicks and stuff, but I don't want to spoil anything. So yeah. in, um, case, in case we actually do the podcast about it and we finish yeah, season yeah. one, we can do season two. But I, I thought think, it was great, um, and it's funny to see um, uh, the guy who plays uh, the character Owen on the show, Raul Coley. Um, he's a video game who, guy, right? Yeah, he's been. So I, I was telling you earlier that uh, me and Steve were, we used to watch the, um, or we still do, I guess, uh, watch Funhouse videos, the YouTube channel, um, and it's like the one kind of thing of that whole like genre of people on YouTube playing video games and yelling at them or whatever. That's the only thing that I ever really got into in that genre. Um, 
And so it's funny they started bringing this dude Raul on, and he was on iZombie on the CW. Um, so I knew that he was on there, but I'd never seen him act anything, and I've just oh, known him as this like yeah. it's that dude. Oh, I, it's I, that I, dude. Yeah, because I watched a bunch of iZombie, so I know I love that dude. He's so, he's hilarious. Yeah. He's super funny, and I've only ever known him as being um, super funny and um, play, playing video games and making dirty jokes and shit. So then to see him play such like a charming, just great character, I was like, oh, damn. I felt maybe it was because I already knew him and liked him as an actor, that, um, or I guess as just a person. Uh, but then to see him act this character, I was like so invested the whole time with this dude and just immediately really liked him. Um, great show. Great cast. <laughs> Bears repeating. I, uh... So what I did after power came on last night, um, after running around the house like a mad person and making sure that, you know, various devices were turning on and all that stuff and unplugging the generator and all that, doing all of that bullshit, I, um, mm-hmm. I, I finally settled down, took a long hot shower, which was very needed at that yeah, point in my yeah. life. Um, and then, um, had a couple of beers open already. So like, let's keep that party going. Uh, yeah. it was like, you know what? I haven't, it's October. I haven't watched a single scary thing in the entire month of October. And I've kind of got this weird desire to watch the original Halloween, um, which I don't think that I have seen in probably two decades. Like, I think it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Uh, That movie is, it it has some really scary stuff in it. Like, it's kind of good. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if you knew that, Chris. It's kind of good. It might be the only one in that original series that is actually, like, good. Oh but no, dude! That's the fighting words really right good. there. The like the original Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street. You talking about those or? Oh no, no, no! I just mean like in the Halloween series. Oh, um, yeah. I think the first one's really good. I think I I might like the second one. I can't remember. Um, but after that, it's just sort of like all right, whatever. But no, all those all those firsts especially are are great. Um, I I guess I haven't seen that. But yeah, probably about ten years now. Um, I'm old, so I watched it when I was a kid. Scared the shit out of me at the end of the movie when he gets up or he's not there when she looks. Yep. That like that haunted me <laughs> for like a year and a half when I was twelve. It's very um, freaky. It was just like, oh fuck. Uh, where is he? Is he outside my house right now? Um, but when I we graduated uh, high school, um, the seniors got to uh, leave. Uh, a month early so a lot of our friends were juniors so it was just like a smaller group of us and every night we would go to our friend joe's house and we bring his tv outside then we go go hit up the blockbuster and i in my memory we were renting vhs's but i'm sure that it was they were dvds and we would just go and rent horror movies bring them back get a fire going in the backyard sit around the fire with the tv there and we'd watch horror movies hell yeah and we watched like all the halloweens um what is it what's the one where they go to space is that is that um, Friday the thirteenth, or was that Halloween? Yeah, uh, Jason goes to space was uh, Friday the thirteenth, ten, yeah, I think, yeah, or yeah. Friday. X? Is it Jason X? It's is that Jason it's X is what it's called. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That one is so good, dude. I love that one yeah. so much. It's so fucking corny and cheesy, but I just oh, yeah. I love it to death. Yeah, but those that was like the primo horror movie time. But yeah, oh, yeah. a lot of those movies I haven't seen since. It's um, I did a lot of that. Uh, my grandmother was crazy permissive, so when I would stay over there, um. She was the type of grandma to be like, I don't care what you're doing. Let's just make sure that you know, like, the difference in reality and fiction. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know that this is not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, like, way into it. I'm just like, I'm, I want to be scared and I want to see a boob. <laughs> like, yeah. pretty much was, like, one. 12 or 13 one. years old. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, so she let me rent just anything that I wanted to. And I would just pick up, like, the weirdest shit and, um, you know, just watch it. Uh, I accidentally picked up or maybe I saw it I think she had a satellite for a while and watched Boxing Helena um, what the heck is that I want to see before I tell you what it is 
I want to see when it, what year it came out so I can kind of get an idea. 1993, so this is that time. I'd been 13. Um, it's a it's a movie about a dude who is so into <laughs> this chick that he can't. I can't believe I'm about to talk about this on the fucking mm-hmm. podcast. What can he do? He's so into this chick that he uh, he just can't let her go, and so he like one by one he just begins amputating her limbs. Oh shit! Yeah, and it's extremely fucking weird and creepy and intense uh-huh. and then like the cover in it if you look at it you can definitely like it has huge basic instinct vibes right so i'm okay. like oh okay. i want to see like three boobs in this i am yeah. i'm gonna see like this this woman i'm gonna see all three of her boobs and then i'm gonna see all three of her boobs just like it was you know whatever the top two and the bottom one because you know i'm young i haven't figured this out yet but I'm, <laughs> i assume this has got there's a third one down there that's why they wear underwear right that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. gotta be it um and yeah, I just sent you the cover of it. So like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. you can almost you can almost see the three boobs right there. And then and then you know he starts cutting off limbs, and I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> what do I do? Is he gonna do that to her boobs? <laughs> this is this is. Terrible. I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> Let me I don't think you, they come off. <laughs> Let me send you this image that just popped up in the Google search. Jesus Christ, this is horrifying. Um, but yeah, like just got 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 weird spooks that way. But I loved all of the cheesy horror oh, movies. Oh goodness! Yeah, that one's that one's rough. Uh, oh goodness! Is that Audrey Horn? <laughs> I think it's Sherilyn Flynn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know who that was at the time, of course. But yeah, that's that's Audrey Horn for wow. Twin Peaks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> weird, weird to me that this it would be. Man, and look at the now that I'm looking at it, like the fucking work that they did. To make it look like she doesn't have, she must have been she like cramped. <laughs> she really doesn't look like she has limbs. It's terrifying. Oh, wow, Christ, that's a lot what of do you effort. Know? Uh, what do you know? Anyway, the, f- um, the first movie that I saw that I I actually um, remember really like cringing and being like scared at was Scream, which is funny because it's it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a meta movie about horror movies essentially, and I really like Scream now. But I saw it summer of third grade however old that was at seven eight years old um in you know i'm at a cottage with a bunch of uh, with my sisters and a bunch of family friends and everybody puts it on and they were like chris don't be a baby watch the movie with us and i'm like but i am a baby i don't think i should watch this <laughs> i'm a giant baby <laughs> and i remember the first time you see somebody get stabbed it was like the first violence i had ever witnessed i, was, I did not like it i had a really hard time watching that movie That's so wild. it's funny now that i i really like that movie I remember watching um, my mom watching Alien, um, oh, and being so terrified that uh, I was trying to hide behind the couch, like I was I was so freaked out and like I had nightmares that night. I have no idea how old I was. Um, we lived in that weird house in Farmerville with that dude whose name I don't remember. So like I think that was like. <laughs> I don't even think I was in school yet, Chris. Like I think oh, this wow. is this is one of my earliest memories ever. Like I think this was like you know first grade second grade or something like it was Damn. way too early to be watching fucking alien that's for sure i got an early member of me pooping in my pants Ooh, but it, it's not as traumatic as this alien story you did it at school no it was ho- i was home and i was okay. in diapers so i was young enough mm-hmm. to be in diapers and i was potty trained at a normal time so okay. it's not like i was just you know rocking these at age six r- ready to graduate to Final Fantasy at age eight, but right now I'm in diapers. No, I was probably like I, two years old. I frankly do not know, but I remember I had to go to the bathroom and I was in my kitchen and my whole family was there. So I kind of just like waddled into the other room. There was a dining room next door and um, we had a, we had a drawer there with uh, crayons in it. So I, I, I must have been maybe older than two, but 
I knew the crayons were in there, so I went over to can't the believe we were like, drawer. let's get sentimental about Monster of the Week, and then immediately go into it. Let me tell the crystal story about him shitting his pants. Um, so, baby Chris, there I sit. <laughs> Six feet tall, wearing a diaper, and I waddle into the other room. Can, I went can I to pitch the, your voice up so it sounds like a baby when you talk? When oh, I, I would this? love that. Okay. I'd love that. Um, we could put it on our new TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I waddle into the other room, looking looking like I'm... Oh, uh, uh, sorry, Ma. I got, I got some business to take care of in the other room. Um, please excuse me. Waddle off. Waddle off with my diaper and my bare feet, clapping against the floor. And, uh, and then I get over to that drawer where all the crayons are at. And I'm like, I'm just going to open this drawer. I'm just going to go ahead and look in here. But I'm not really looking for anything. What I'm really doing is seeking some privacy. And so I just stood there pretending to look for crayons. And I shit in my diaper. And I just stood, I just stood there and I pooped in my diaper. And pretending that I was doing something else. And then I waddled back into the kitchen. My mom was like, oh, you got to be changed. I've probably exaggerated that story a little bit, but it is legitimately which, one of which, one which of my part, first memories. Which part are you exaggerating? The part where I was six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It's, I feel like that's the like right then is when my brain turned on. That was the moment that things started recording. Like you know, because it's on, but the DVR is not recording yet. Like yeah, the TV's yeah. on, but nothing's recording. So that that was finally when my brain hit record. Was when that doo doo hit that diaper. <laughs> And it's followed me for the rest of my life, and it's been very, um, it's been very telling. I think that's a very vivid story. I, I don't have yes. like the early memories like that whatsoever. Just don't at all. Hundred hey, percent. Do not. That's your trauma, bro. That's not you know. That's not for me to. That's not for me to impose on. I don't remember <laughs> ever shitting in my diaper. <laughs> that's thing. a shame because you know. I don't know. Is it? I think I think back on that, and I think, man, I was free. Back then, I was free. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, you could just shit your di- in your a diaper right now. Like, you don't have to yeah. wait. You could but just then I got to know. I know now that I that's a problem. Like, I, I would have to deal with that after. Back then, it wasn't a problem. I just wanted was, some privacy while I did it. There is a little bit more, like, maintenance that goes along with that in 2020 yeah. as opposed to 19 or 2016, which is what I'm assuming that yeah. the story was based in. 2016, yeah, 2016. It was either 92 <laughs> no, or it was 2016. <laughs> Anyway, um, uh, follow us on TikTok. Um, us on we TikTok, made one. Everybody, MOTW. Um, I don't even know what I put it in. Can you? I don't like, know what it is. Monster just, of the week. Search it. I'm on there too. Local bonds. You'll find us. Can you just type in like TikTok? I don't know. I'm afraid that if I open up my my the, the app, it's just going to start playing because it does that. Yeah, it started playing. Yeah, I, but I'm, just, I'm on the like, website and I'm trying to figure out like I'm just going to search monster of the week one word. Modern word monster of the week. It's no, it's 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 the damn, it's those damn macroids. Oh, there we are. If you scroll down a little bit, you find you find users okay. monster of the week podcast. Perfect. There we are, and you see Jim Beaver and you see Jeremy Greer. That's it. I made a video. The two hosts of Monster <laughs> of the Week. <laughs> much di- much different show. <laughs> Bring me to that AU, please. Yes, yes. All right. Shall we talk about? I guess this I episode. Fucking piece of shit episode. It's a big one. I mean, the length of this episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I have three pages of notes, I guess. So, All right, let's do it. Shit your pants, Chris. Hit it to it. That's what they call me. Big, uh, full full diaper. Um, I got a full diaper, full heart. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Must lose. <laughs>